The following program is a podcast1.com presentation. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential. Him and her. Uh-huh. So Taylor's Instagram is like gets creepier and creepier and creepier like the more he posts. And his captions are What are you looking at in this picture, Taylor? You're looking up. I'm simulating that I'm staring at something. And we're back again. It's a little throwback to the beginning days. No. Back with Jordan and Taylor, the bare naked cucumber, as he's come to be known on this podcast. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential, yeah. him and her podcast. We have me, Lauren Everts, creator of the Skinny Confidential, my lovely, charming, amazing fiance, Michael Bostick, the bare naked cucumber, badass, and entrepreneur. Oh, got to throw that in. The bare naked cucumber's here. He is wearing a duster. It's ninety-five degrees. We'll get into that. And then we have Jordan. Hi, Jordan's the sweet one out of the group. Aw, thanks. Mimi's in the background, but she's not going to be talking. So, okay. Well, we just want to thank you guys for all of your support. You guys know we're obsessed with podcasting as a medium, and it's been super fun to deliver these shows to you on a weekly basis. If you like the shows, please, please, please tell your friends. Ask them to listen. Ask them to subscribe. It's what keeps the show growing so that we continue to produce the show for free every single week. So, Taylor, you've been gone for a while. How's it been in the Matrix? You pick up that duster out there or what? It's 93 degrees, but my body actually, it makes it feel like it's like 70 because I'm pretty cold. So. Remember, you, what, what is it? the reason again you have what's called grand mal seizures? No, when I was a young kid, I had a grand mal seizure because my body didn't regulate the temperature. So growing up as a kid, I always had these weird rushes of, of being hot or cold and uh, I guess maybe it carried over as my into my adult life. So that's why you wear snow jackets in 95 degree weather now? So that's why I have to freeze in the office because I'm literally, like Taylor's blasting the freaking air conditioning and I'm literally dying. I feel like you should leave No, with the that. opposite. No, yeah, the opposite. I'm dying of sweat. No, we all use the air conditioning and he can't stand it. No, it's like you guys have a goddamn snow machine blowing on me. I feel like you should lead with your grand mal seizure moment on your Bumble bio. Like, talk about... I'm Taylor. I'm from the Matrix. I have grand mal seizures. No, no, I I don't have them. I had them once. I don't want to come off as like I'm epileptic. Epileptic. (laughs) No, actually, it is epileptic. Okay. So it was right the first time. Let's move on. So, yeah, let's get right into it. Let's recap the week. What's been going on? Everyone's up in L.A. a lot. We've been coming up here a lot to podcast. Um, We're bringing the crew up more often, which is fun. So much fun. Everybody likes coming up here. I told you guys, I feel like you guys get super relaxed up in L.A., and then I feel like we can just hang out and have fun, have a few drinks on the job. Relaxed was not the theme today, though, Jordan. Ooh, Michael was not relaxed. Well, we are... Kevin was going to kill me. We're 25 minutes late. Lauren decided to go to the gym and get a workout in with Seth before we came here. I always look like the bad guy, even though I just want to be on time. It's your worst trade. Two things happened today that literally were just hilarious, and Michael was having a panic attack. One, Lauren forgot her keys at the fitness place, so we couldn't, we had to Uber here. And two, (laughs) I can't even say it without laughing, Lauren's skirt busted open and (laughs) literally was like, flew open. Wait, 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 wait. I was getting in an SUV Uber wearing a super cute, tight pencil black moment. A little too tight. Not too tight. Well, when it busts open. It was zipped up. 
She and all me. of a sudden, I stepped into the Uber, and the entire skirt opened, and my VJ was literally shown to everyone on Santa Monica. Taylor saw it. I think like something fell on his face. The Uber driver saw what, it. What something could fall on his face? Like is that <laughs> my makeup you, bag? Don't get your snail. mind out the gutter. No, <laughs> I caught the Uber driver looking in the rearview mirror, like pretending like he wasn't looking, but he was definitely looking. He, well, he was pretending he didn't speak English because you're like look away, and he's like no say. <laughs> my skirt was literally I think open. He was Russian, dude. Yeah, that's for a good five minutes. It was, the best part was that Michael didn't even move. He was just like, um, I don't okay, think he understood well, the gravity of the situation because he was saying, come on, let's go. And she's saying, no, I, I actually... I was I'm, like, zip I'm up exposed. the beaver and let's roll. We got to fucking go. You know what I mean? The like, we got to get to the wide. show. The I couldn't, like, uh, there was nothing to do. The skirt was popped open, you guys. It was, like, ripped down the center. So and she's not wearing underwear. No, no oh, underwear. Oh, that's another thing. I, I wasn't wearing underwear. Well, I mean... It was a Britney Spears all over again. So Britney Spears. And so Michael had to run down to the car and get me some flares. And he huffed and he puffed and he blew his house down. He was so I consider, you know, grumpy. myself somewhat of like a man with style. And so now like your outfit is just not on point. Jeans and a crop top. Ooh. Well, no, it's not on point because I was supposed to wear a black pencil skirt. Well, now you got to pay the consequences. Well, honestly, your shirt's not looking too great either. So, what's with that hat? Yeah, what's what going is, on? What's the meaning behind his Actually, hat? Says no prostitution here. Where is that from? Lauren bought this hat, so I love the hat. Oh, okay. Well, explain what does the it hat, mean? Jordan. Explain the hat. The hat. The, it's just a cool ass hat. We it's were like, at Lay Opera in Saint Tropez partying one night, and this guy was wearing this hat that said no prostitution here, and the brand is called No Prostitution Here. No, it's, it's not. It's oh, not. It's just a just a slogan for the hat. It's just oh, a cool okay. slogan. Well, we bought plates with it and everything. We're in the middle of this club partying, right? Like, like it's a full blown club. There's confetti shooting everywhere. There's champagne. There's people eating dinners. There's people kicking over tables, and Lauren like brings over the manager and says okay we'll start to order like she was like shopping like she was in bed bath and beyond in the middle of the restaurant and the guy takes my credit card he's like okay we're gonna be shipping all this to your hotel so i get back i'm like three sheets to the wind and the guy's like, okay what's your fedex account we're gonna ship so lo and behold we have hats we have shirts we have bags we have plates i don't know what for she says we're using them at the wedding i don't know how i love getting you buzzed and stealing your credit card and telling you it's an essential yeah i think and- it's a little ed hardy no, it's not, Taylor. Taylor, let's not talk with that duster, buddy. Yeah, Taylor, right? honestly, it's not Take Ed it Hardy. easy, Keanu Reeves. Honestly, it's the opposite of Ed Hardy. That's dreadful that you would say that. So You're speaking horrific. of Taylor, what? it's been a while since we've had you in here. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just, let me just preface this. So we invited Taylor on, and he brought a composition notebook, and it is full of notes. Like, he literally wrote a novel to come on here, so I apologize in advance for whatever are in these notes, because it might be horrific. No, the last time I was put underneath, underneath the gun, and I just want to make sure that I touch base on all these beautiful topics that we there's have There's arrows, there's numbers, there's lines, there's pages, there's there's highlighted, there's different colors. It's color-coded. I just want to make sure everybody out there gets the best data out of my life. So, last we spoke with you, you were heartbroken, you were in the gutter, you were destroyed, a broken man, and now... What's going on? I actually was. I think my confidence was kind of busted, but not anymore. I'm actually... All my confidence is back. I'm back in it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we got that Bumble profile cleaned up? Well, yeah, so I... I, I see I, you've been posting a lot on Instagram about being the star of this show, which has been interesting for Lauren and I to observe from a distance. Well, I said co... Or I should have said co-guest, not co-host, because co-host would mean or like, I think you said co-star. Or co-star. Like yeah, X. I did say co-star. 
canned slash fired sound producer. Ex sound producer, new. Uh, well, you said co host. So yeah, I did not, say co host. Okay, I guess that's scary. I guess I'm definitely not part of the co host, but I'm you're definitely wor- you're part working, of the cast. You're working your way in. So, yeah, so I Bumble, I've more or less abandoned it, but not. I, I've taken the best with me. Wait, and wait, wait. So, what? No, there, there, there's a girl that I met on Bumble last time. I said she was okay, I guess. This time she's okay. She's so moved she, from okay, I guess, to okay. Yeah, so she's... Wow, this she's, girl's really climbing up the ladder. She's upgraded. Uh, beyond that, but I just her. think as far as the confidence level, it's I'm back to normal. Actually, better than normal because I've been working on the gym. I've lost 15 pounds. And talking about Michael and Lauren's previous podcast, I lost 15 pounds of post-relationship weight, more or less, that I gained in a relationship. So... Now I'm looking better than ever, wait, feeling wait, wait. better than ever. I'm just going to stop you right here so you can still get dates. I just want to let you know that when I Snapchatted you today, I had a lot of inquiries because they did say that you have lost weight, but you've also done something different with the hair. Well, the hair has a mind of its own. Mm, no? No, I feel like you've like cultivated that. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know, but I feel like that this, something's going on. Like you don't, You're trying to do like the bedhead look, but it's not the bedhead look. You spent like 40 minutes on it. This, you know what? I, 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 you're right because I've actually started blow drying it before, doing a little styling. Okay, trying let, to live my let, life let me a let me help you out here. Uh, no, he's not doing any of that. He is just doing the I'm joking completely. I saw a flat iron in your back. No, I've trust me. I, I don't blow dry. I don't flat iron. All I do is I get the hair gel or the product, put it in my hair. That's it. I, I'm out the door. So I'm you're a, dating I'm a, though. I'm an easy man. You're dating. Tinder didn't work out. No. Bumble did good. Yeah, it, it did good for what's what's there. I, I, I think the pool of people that are there are kind of C average. I'm going to jump right into it. Have you have you gotten in it yet? Have you gotten lucky? No. Okay. But Maybe it's time to go to hooking. No, no. Did you take Wesson's advice and go to the Asian massage parlor Wesson, when the last month expired or no? Yesterday actually said, or Wesson said yesterday, we need to get you a hooker. And I said, dude, I'm not banging a hooker. And for some reason, he just keeps cheerleading that. Like, that's a reasonable... You got to keep the sex drive up. He doesn't want you to get dried out. I think that's a good move. I'm I think completely... the no hooker... You think hooker... You're, you're for the hooker? No, I'm for the no hooker. Oh, so okay. I'm with Taylor on this one. No hooker. I'm completely okay with no sex. I don't need that to dictate any, anything in my life, but it's funny if that you Wesson... don't use it, you could lose it. I, think... I feel like you're trying to push yourself on an advertisement on here. Towards what? Like Prostitution? You're, you're trying to advertise yourself to these girls by saying that... You're just like this good guy that can go without sex, but I feel like like let's. let's so what you're saying is you don't real. do that stuff with your hair and you don't get hookers. What else do you have going for you? One last thing though, this is actually so go back. We're going to go back to the bare naked for a second. So I gave it a clean shave the other day, and I noticed something. Yes, I measured, and when whoa. that's another thing. That's, okay, that's another thing whoa, whoa, that we should whoa. do. There's Stop. kids listening to this. There's no kids listening to this. I'm sorry. If they are, tune it down. Go get a. Uh, uh, Flintstones ice Taylor, cream pop out of the fridge. Rewind and repeat. So, what did you just say? What I was saying is, men, do a measure before the snake is in the grass. Whoa, and then what? After you shave, you will gain at least an inch and a half. It's six, six point five. And on that note, let's talk about our wedding. Wait, let me explain. You don't actually gain anything. You just don't have the hair there. Exactly. So now you, you have. You're tricking yourself. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, <laughs> it's an optical illusion. There's nothing in. There's nothing in the way. It's just there. You know what I mean? Okay, so we found out why the bare naked cucumber shapes. No, I'm changing my name to the big naked cucumber. Oh, oh Jesus no. Christ. Okay, well, guys, I, you just ruined any chance of getting anyone in my this audience to... Quick, flip through that composition book and find a line that will save you. <laughs> Not until the next topic. I'm, I'm out. There's no inspirational quotes in there? 
Okay, so let's talk about this weekend. You were in Palm Springs. Yeah, I did a little high school, or no, college uh, sorority reunion with 10 girls in Palm Springs. We rented a house. It was really fun. That seemed so much fun. It was. You know, it's so good to see, like, there's some of my closest girlfriends, so it was really good to catch up and see what everyone's doing, and, you know, everyone's in relationships now. It was really fun. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of fun, and the house that you guys stayed in was super cute. Yes, but you would have killed me because I didn't wear sunscreen once. And now you're a wrinkly prune. Now I'm wrinkly. No, I mean, I don't know. I just love the sun, and I'm, like, in the water, and I'm so happy. It's so aging. It's so aging. But I'll get one of those IPL facials. Nope, it doesn't reverse it. It doesn't reverse it. I promise you. You should have sent some of your college girls Taylor's way. They're all taken, but I do have one single friend. No, that's really I feel cute. like she's it, not. If gonna... she's the only non-single friend, then she's the one friend I probably don't want. <laughs> no, rude. She's amazing. Beggars cannot be choosers. I certainly. Yeah, wait. You're the one single friend here. Mm, yeah, I guess. But whenever another girl says, "Oh, my friend's really cute," I always have to double check their notes because usually they're not. Well, okay. On that note. On um, that note. Oh, I guess that came out wrong. I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. Well, I, I don't. <laughs> on that note, we're going to get into the wedding because it's taking up a lot of our life. And, oh, um, really, Michael? It's taking up a lot of your life. I'd love to hear how it's taking. It's up taking. A lot of your it's life. taking up a lot of my um, life in terms of like how stress I'm getting from what you're telling me I have to pay for, because um, weddings are not cheap. Let's get real here. It's taking up a lot of Mimi and I's life. Well. Before. You know, we're building lists, we're doing Excel spreadsheets, we're getting emails, we're calling, we're we're texting, we're Facebook messaging. We're literally trying to find every single person's contact info to make sure that everyone has their save the dates, everyone has their evites, everyone every single thing. Speaking of this wedding and the stress it's causing me, I have been cooking a ton and I've been using Blue Apron, which is a big supporter of this show. I love it. It's awesome. I use it all the time now. We're kind of obsessed. So basically their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standard for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. So basically, the beef is raised humanely, chickens are free-range, pork is raised naturally, all of these are a win. You don't really have an excuse not to try because Blue Apron can be delivered to 99% of the continental U.S., so unless you live in the woods somewhere, you should be able to get it. Because Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient required for recipe, they're reducing food waste, which is also a huge plus because you know how you usually buy too much at the grocery store. And cooking together builds strong family bonds, right, honey? Yeah. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often, which I love. Some of the meals that are available are spiced pork burgers with goat cheese and cucumber corn salad. Yum. I know, I want that this weekend. Another one is summer vegetable and quinoa bowl with fairy tale eggplants, toshito peppers, and corn. And another one of my favorites is the chicken tingo tacos with summer squash and tomato salsa. And you know, I love Blue Apron so much because I get so stressed with work and with everything going on in my life that... I just sometimes I just need to disconnect and I really don't like grocery shopping. I just it's just not what I like to do. I don't like going and portioning out, which is why Mimi usually helps me with that. But with Blue Apron, I can actually go and order what I want to cook. Everything's delivered, portioned out, and 
it's perfect for me because I know exactly which ingredients to use and I know exactly which portions to use. So for less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals, so they set the highest quality standards for their community of suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping. Wow, amazing. By going to blueapron.com slash him and her. That's blueapron.com slash him and her. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash him and her. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I will be wanting you to cook me some cucumber corn salad this weekend. All right, all right, all right. And with that, back into the wedding discussion. I got roped somehow into wedding dress shopping, which I don't think is normal. Like, the guy is not supposed to do that, is he? No, but I'm non-traditional, and so are you, so let's get over that. And it was fun. I, I'm not like There the was nothing guy. I enjoyed more than waking up on Saturday morning, hungover, and wedding dress shopping. I feel like you liked it, though. You were snapping it. You were thinking that you were cool because you're the only guy to ever do it. You kind of liked it. No, I didn't. But I was going to snap it just to show it, just to document, to show my fellow men out there that were watching, like, hey, look at my life. I'm struggling out here. And you were, like, a little shocked at the wedding dress selection. I mean, I felt bad because everything you showed me, I was like, ugh, ugh, ugh. By the way, he makes those sound effects, you guys. And by the way, I totally get it because you expect to see all these beautiful things that you're going to be obsessed with. I was shocked at how the dresses are not the cutest. No, and I hope I hope there's not a lot of brides out there that are super attached to their wedding dress. They probably are, you know. Wait, 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 wait. You hope there's not a lot of brides that are super attached to their wedding dress. What a waste of money. I mean, I'm all for spending money. I'm all for doing extravagant things. But some of these wedding dresses, you're going to wear it one time for a few hours and then trash it. I mean... You're not going to trash it. What will you do with it? Listen, I agree with you. I don't think it's a smart business move to spend a shitload of money on a wedding dress. I totally agree with you. But that's some, like, people's, like, thing. That's what they want to do. They were expensive and they were, like... It was just a lot of fabric. I did hear you can... There's sites that you can resell them and sometimes make money on them. Yeah. That's that's, kind of interesting to me. Yeah, let's start like a weddingdresstrader.com or something because seriously, I couldn't believe it. There was I've never seen so much fabric. Some of these things are like 30 pounds. Yeah, I didn't find anything I loved, to be honest. I wasn't finding anything Me that either. Was Isn't it supposed to be bad luck to discard your wedding dress after? Are you supposed to hang on to it? Well, what do you do thing? with it? You carry it around to house to house like a ghost or what? No, but maybe you hang it up in the dark closet over in the corner. I think women keep it forever and then they bust it out every once in a while and put it on. And get drunk and cry? <laughs> oh, God. You are losing women by the second. You described a girl as okay, I guess. And now you're telling people that they get drunk in the corner with their wedding dress on. Well, so basically maybe there's some readers out there, listeners out there that can let us know what we're missing. Because we obviously don't get this whole save your wedding dress, spend 20 grand on your wedding dress thing. We're, yeah. not, we're not getting it. Comment on my Instagram or tweet me if you guys have any recommendations. Because I'm not finding anything I love. I'm really bored. Has anyone else out there made their own dress? I heard that's a thing, too. I think it should be it should become a trend to find the more unique, less expensive ones instead of going to these big boutiques that have dresses in the twenty dollars to $40,000 range. I think there has to be some company that needs to make them and make them unique and 
where you can actually get the price out of it instead of having to go spend an, uh, what you would at a car. More importantly, are you going to be rocking that duster to our wedding in Cabo in the 180-degree weather? Well, I'm going to be the only person in a Versace suit with a duster on and the beach in Cabo. Probably, actually. It sounds good in my the, mind. The best part is he bought, like, as soon as we got engaged, he bought the Versace suit, and it's been three years since we've been engaged, and you've worn it zero times. He's like, he, if you if you go to his Instagram and you start, it's like 148 weeks back, it'll say, bought a suit for the boss's wedding. <laughs> but it looks really good. It does. See, I Well, what about my... now that you've lost all that weight, you might have got that thing brought in. No, because I was working out then, too, so I just basically jumped from good point to good point so it went full circle basically okay good so we're glad you're gonna look really great at the wedding i'm gonna be dieting for the wedding i can't wait everyone's dieting basically in our whole family so i'm gonna let you guys just handle the wedding planner um your dad wasn't dieting with those 800 gallons of ice cream in his fridge (laughs) and the cookies stashed in his pockets that he hid from us so that we couldn't have any i have a story about him so the other day one of my friends came over to the house And they pulled me aside and they said, I just want to let you know that Michael's dad has dandruff on his t-shirt. And I said, oh my God, I'll go tell him. So I walked over to him and I said, Gary, I'm not trying to be mean, but my friend said that you have dandruff on your shirt. He was so confused. And I looked down and it was chocolate chip cookie crumbs cascaded all over his red polo. And then later in the day, I caught him hiding cookies from us, not because he wanted to hide because he thought he was being bad, but because he didn't want us to eat the cookies. Yeah, I had my eye on a cookie, and I think he saw me glance over at the cookie, and he, he said, absolutely not, and ran off with them. He put them in his pocket and walked down the hall, and I said, where are you going with those? And he said, I'm going to put them away. They're your mom's cookies. He always blames it on your mom. Why do we, how do we get on this tangent? I don't know. We're I just don't know. talking about cookies. So yeah, so we're weird. helping we're helping with the wedding, and Mimi and I are helping with the wedding, and it's actually getting really fun. Mimi and I are secretly planning little things for Lauren that she'll have no idea about, so you guys will have to stay tuned for those. Which gives me major anxiety, because I'm such a control freak. You have zero say. We get to do our thing, our part, as the sisters, so it's going to be really fun, and hopefully um, you enjoy it and let loose. I think I will enjoy it, but I'm still going to have anxiety about being a control freak. She did say she was like, make sure there's white everywhere. White, 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 marble, this, that, this. And I said, you have zero say. Shh. Okay. So we were getting on tangents. And before we go into the break, we want to try that new segment that we have been doing, which is the him and her tip of the week. And Lauren, what's your tip this week? My tip this week is eyebrow tinting. So I'm obsessed with eyebrow tinting because it opens the eyes. I've got Jordan and Mimi hooked on it. If you don't have someone in your area that can do eyebrow tinting, go to Rite Aid. There's like a kit for $8 that you can do on your own. Um, A lot of people get shocked when they tint their eyebrows because they think it comes out too dark right away. If you think it's too dark when you do it, just use a little bit of olive oil the next day on your eyebrows and it'll take the tint down a shade. I like it really, really dark. In fact, I like it so dark that I actually ask for a double tint. I would rather not get my eyebrows waxed if I can't get a tint. So I would highly recommend if you want like a bolder brow to get a tint. Ask for a double tint. I go super dark. And then of course, I always end with brushing my eyebrows up and kind of a square, thick brow. Nice. Thick brows. You need to brush your eyebrows up so bad today. It's like absurd. So I don't get into too much finance because I don't like to talk about finance so much because I'm not... 
I don't consider myself yet an expert on that, but there is one thing that I do every single month, every single week that I think is very practical and important for everyone of any kind of income status. And that is to set aside 10% of your income every month. If you make $1,000, set $100 aside in a separate account outside of your normal checking account. Pretend it's not even there, and over time, it will grow into a really nice nest egg. If you can't do 10%, do as much as you can, but do something. It's really important for setting money aside. A lot of people get in trouble because they don't plan for the future, and that's my one little tip trick that has been working for me for the past 10, 15 years. I feel like you're directing this towards me. Yes. Oh. Okay. Well, you're doing it for her. No. You, you just start setting no. aside 20%. No. And then Lauren doesn't have to set anything aside. Yeah, can't you set aside 80% of your income? Yeah. And with that, before Taylor digs himself any deeper, we're going to take a quick break to reset. Make sure he's all right. Make sure he's not sweating too much after some of those remarks. Make sure he hasn't alienated every woman on the earth. And we will be back. Everyone knows who Dr. Drew is, but are you listening to his podcast? Dr. Drew Pinsky, board-certified internist and addiction medical specialist, takes listener calls and talks to experts on a variety of topics relating to health, relationships, and sex. So tune in now at podcastone.com to be inspired by Dr. Drew's expertise or download the free mobile app now. I feel like we should have him on our show. I agree. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. We are back. We have a little champagne from the champagne delivery service. Go we ahead love and open it getting up. our champagne delivered during yeah. the show. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to teach everyone how to open champagne, and I'm doing a horrible spray Stop. Her face. She's literally pointing it at me. Don't. Yeah, it's looks dangerous. Oh, that was a good open. You want a kiss. That wasn't really a kiss. So let's talk about our weekend, honey. So, yeah, there was a lot of champagne involved because we hosted a champagne brunch, I guess you'd call it. And what we thought was going to be a brunch, but turned into like a real Q&A session, which we actually really liked. We worked with a company called Ivy Connect, which is a group of entrepreneurs, creative people, business people. How would you describe it? I think it's just a bunch of people that want to kind of get to their full potential. So if let's say they're working nine to five, they're working afterwards towards building their dreams, they're writers, they're creatives, they're graphic designers. Um, and they're just really trying to take it to the next level. Yeah, there was business people there, too. I mean, there was a guy that worked for Amazon. There was a guy that was building out an app. And um, Lauren and I went there, and we ha- we hosted this brunch and gave a talk. Like I guess you could call it a talk. It was more of like an open Q&A sesh. And a lot of the topic had to do with content and content creation, which would make a lot of sense for us to be asked those questions because we talk about it a lot. And... The, the conversations got pretty deep about how to distribute the content and like how to create the best content. And one thing I was saying to these people is, as a content creator, as, as Lauren is, it's not, and, and I'll see what she says about this in a second, it's not all about just creating really, really good content. Like That's part of it. That's important. But you could create the best content in the world seven days a week. But if you don't know how to distribute that content and get it in front of people, you, it's kind of useless. It's like treading water, Lauren. Yeah, I think that there was a lot of people there that were content creators, and we just wanted to come in and say creating quality content is very important and posting consistently is very important as well. However, it's really important to know how to push that content out there and get it in front of eyes. And how you do that 
it, there's 20 million different ways. One of the ways that I've done it is when I started, I would interview supermodels or actresses or other bloggers. And in exchange, they would Instagram me or Instagram the interview and, and push the skinny confidential out. So we were trying to kind of give them ideas and brainstorm on how they can get their content in front of a bunch of eyes. So do you, when you first started out, like, does the person that you're interviewing kind of scale up with you? Like you probably didn't start out doing supermodels. So people starting out, like what would they do? You know, it's funny. I always went better than I thought I could. Did you end up getting more people than you thought? Always. You you think people won't say yes, and they will. In this day and age, everyone is trying to promote their personal brand, whether you're super, super famous or you're a blogger that has a lot of followers. Everyone is about self-promotion right now. So I think that if you reach out and just ask someone, you'd be surprised who responds. That's really cool. It's really cool. And a great way to reach them is through Twitter. Totally recommend Twitter. Tweet them. Be very upfront. Say this, this bring value to them. Tell them what you can do for them. And then later, maybe ask if they can Instagram. Yeah, we've talked about that before in the past. I think on the episode that Mimi's on, we were saying Twitter is really important. I said to try to start reaching out to people there because it's a really unused, un, like undersaturated medium right now in any business. And I'm not saying just a blogger or a podcaster or a model or whatever. If you're running a product, if you have a service, your job is not only to create a really good product or a really good service or a really good business or content. It's to get it in front of eyes and get in front of people. So no matter what you're doing, your sub job or your other job is full-time marketer. It has to be because if nobody sees what you're doing, it doesn't matter. I have seen so many amazing brands that are so clever and so beautiful not get to their full potential because they don't get it in front of those eyes. So it's really important to be really pushing the content every single day. I wake up every single morning, seven days a week and push my content, whether that's on Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat. And I don't like to do it in a pushy way, but I just make sure that if people are interested in reading it, that it's out there in the ether. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say alongside Lauren with that is that you can only do so much for yourself and push your content out there telling your story. You can, it only goes so far by yourself. So you need to get other people involved, have them tell your story, have them push your content, and you need to find creative ways to do that. Okay, with that, let's get into the questions. We have some good questions this week. I'm excited. So first question is from at ChanFran77, and he or she asks, I think it's she, my question or advice is really about your first time with someone. I'm a virgin and waiting until marriage to have sex. My fiance is also a virgin and we're getting married next summer. Any tips for how to approach the first time? I'm nervous about pain, not knowing what to do, etc. I'm so terrified to answer this. I am so excited. To right, that's this. why exactly why I'm terrified. Take it away, Taylor. Wait, should I, actually I want to let Lauren jump in first just so I don't wreak havoc on the question. So yeah. Oh, gosh. I think it's awesome that you're a virgin. I think it's awesome that your fiance's a virgin. I think that, again, everyone should do them. I'm so sick of, again, society dictating what we should do when we should do it. I think you should beat to the tune of your own drum. So, first of all, I think that's awesome. Good for you. Um, as far as approaching sex for the first time, I would be super vanilla about it the first time. I wouldn't try to get into, like, some like mint chocolate chip. Like, just let's keep Is it. Is that a move? No, no, but like, let's keep it like missionary. Maybe like a, a, one other, like, not too risque position and a little coconut. No oil. reverse pile drivers? I don't know what that Standing means. Standing canine? Like. No. <laughs> 
Okay, I don't even want to know what that means, but what she's saying is just try to keep it to the basics. Death donkey punch. <laughs> let's let's like get expert at basic and then and then move on from there, right? Is that what you're saying, Lauren? I'm saying that just take it slow. Don't jump right into it. Just like the thing about sex is that sex is chemistry. I mean, you really have to have chemistry with someone to have good sex, in my opinion. So you have to, like, figure out. It's, like, again, like a dance. Like, you have to figure out kind of what works for each other and get to know each other's bodies. It's not something you hop right into and you're like, oh, my God, I've done it once. It's the best sex of my life. I think that sex is like anything. You have to work at it. And you don't you don't just have sex and you're amazing the first time. So I would say you both just go into it in a very, like, beginner way. And I agree with everything Lauren said, and not being a woman, I'm not even going to try to answer feelings, pain, any of that. But what I will say on chemistry, and what scares me a little bit about this question, and a little bit about the situation this person's in is, what if you try and you don't have that chemistry, and then you get married and you're like fully committed? And I know, you know, people have their own ideas of morals and their own ideas of like what, how to do things and the proper way to do things. But chemistry is really important, and I would hate for somebody to be stuck with a bad lay the rest of their life. No, that's not true, though. You can teach someone. Like, you can, you can bring out your toolbox. I'm a big believer that if someone's not good at sex, and that's, that, that's like a weird way to say it, someone's not maybe as experienced with sex, they can become good. Like, you can teach Let someone. Let me tell you something about chemistry. I could have had the best toolbox in the world, and some of the people in the past, there was no teaching nothing. There's yeah. been other girls besides me. <laughs> Don't you think, though, that chemistry... I mean, if they're getting married, they obviously have chemistry. Like, you're not going to marry someone you don't have chemistry with. Well, I guess this... I mean, back in the day, you just kind of got fixed up and married. Taylor, let's talk about how you take it slow. Well... I've got a quick question. So I'm going to take this. Imagine if I was your gynecologist. No, 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 Because I want to say just. This isn't. Taylor's like busting out the stirrups. He's like, put your legs in the stirrups. No, because the question asks, will it hurt? So that's why I'm coming from this. I want to ask. Just imagine me as a gynecologist. Why are you comparing yourself to a gynecologist? No, I'm just. You have no medical experience. No, I know. Okay. Go on, Mr. Dr. Dr. Taylor. So Dr. If, Cucumber. If, 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 it, if it, you're asking, will it hurt? Before you get all weird and creepy like you typically do, Taylor, let's pretend like you're giving your little sister advice. Let's keep it like R instead of triple X. Well, the question is, is what age is she? Because when I was in high school, when I lost my virginity, I remember being beat over the head with... Okay, there's two different... The girls and guys are completely different. Like, this girl's probably not being beat over the head. No, no, I'm not saying... No, I'm beat over the head with the ideas of there's STDs and you're going to get pregnant. So I remember condoms being a very big deal, but now you're going to get married or you're going to... This is going to be after marriage, so maybe condoms aren't as big of a, a, a factor. But I remember myself having to go through a whole box of condoms because I was so scared wait, wait, getting okay. an STD. Okay, I so. want to answer this question in a valuable way, but I definitely want to circle back to why you had to go through a box of condoms. So let's figure out here like the medium of answering this question in the best way. So maybe what I'll do is I'll have Jordan and Lauren answers, and then I'm going to circle back to you yeah, why don't and we, ask wait, about just, why Jordan we had and I to... Are gonna talk yeah, for I'm going to give you the not creepy answer um, before you get the real creepy answer from Taylor, but at the end of the day, you're marrying this person. It's a marathon, not a sprint, so take it slow, take it easy, be open to each other, and make each other feel comfortable. Comfortable, and I'm sure maybe not the first time will be the best thing ever, but 
Maybe in a few years, you guys will figure it out. I think that you can figure it out quickly. I think you need a toolbox. I think that you burn some oils, get some music going, a little bossa nova. A little champagne. Do a whiskey cola candle and hit the sheets and get to know each other. Good energy goes such a long way for sex. I think this generation shouldn't be afraid to talk about sex. A lot of people are having sex. So in my opinion, we should embrace it. I think this is really exciting that you and your fiance are having sex for the first time. And I think you should just embrace it and go with the flow. That would probably be my number one tip is don't just like try to just jump right into it. Take some time. Like Lauren said, put on the candles, maybe a little massage, maybe like take it real slow the first time. Yeah. And I would just say like now I'm trying to think like to my like so many years ago, younger self, a, a lot, a lot of years ago. And He's probably just as nervous as you if he's a virgin as well. So don't feel pressure. Don't be scared. Like, you're going to go through it together. And that is that. And now I really, really need to get to the bottom of why you decided to blast through a full box of condoms. Well, before that, I want to say something heartfelt. So when the reason that I'm scared for her to wait for her to get married is because when you have sex... You are at your most vulnerable. You, you you cannot hide behind any shield of clothing or anything. And basically, there's always expectations that both people usually have. Some girl says, oh, my God, this is going to be the best. So the anticipation that you're going to have on when your wedding night is going to be really high. His expectations are going to be super high, too, going, oh, my God, this is going to be the best night of my life. I've waited four years, six months, however long you guys waited for to get married. And then it may just be one big disappointment. So I, Wait, I have, like, such a good tip, though. Don't make the unflowering or deflowering the night of the wedding. Try to do it a couple days after the wedding or the day after. Here's why. You're probably going to have a couple of cocktails the night of your wedding. And when you have a couple cocktails, it shuts your nervous system down. So sex is not as good. Am I right or am I right, Jordan? She's right. So just, I would wait until you're sober and you can really embrace the moment. But let's be honest, it's not going to be like cruel intentions when they have that love scene that's perfect. It's probably going to be a little, um, there's going to be a couple of... Tears after? No, not tears. (laughs) (sighs) There's definitely not, hopefully there's definitely not tears. No, not tears. There's just going to be rocky waters maybe the first time. I just hope the guy's not going, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. Let's not have you imagine it. That's kind of not what the question was. Let's just have Jordan and I answer it. It happens. So speaking of that, because this sounds like it's coming from some personal experience, back to this box of condoms that you tore through like a ravenous beast. I need to hear about this. No, it was, as a young kid, I was so scared of catching an STD. I was a virgin. The girl I was with was a virgin. So realistically, now that I think about it, I think it's moronic that I was so nervous about maybe this girl has AIDS or maybe she has herpes. Hey, You don't say. So I was so terrified. This this is aggressive. I was so terrified that I I would, you know, I would would begin the process of going and then I would stop because I'd think, okay, there might be a tear in this condom. Time to move to the next one. So I would I cycled through a whole box just to make sure that this girl who had never had sex either didn't give me an STD that she didn't have. But so th- wait, let me get this straight. This girl was a virgin. She was a virgin, and this was her first experience. First experience. Okay, so here's the kicker to the story. The girl, after losing her virginity to me, went to the next guy and specifically told him that she was still a virgin. So. I my advice to you is be cautious of, of women or men who both say they're virgins because it's very likely that they're double dipping. Well, maybe after your performance, she still was. 
So the moral of the story is practice safe sex and have fun with it. If that didn't scare every person out there to have safe sex, like I don't even, that was the scariest, most terrifying story I've ever heard. Disgusting would be a better word as well. Disgusting. So anyway, moving on to the next question, we need to move on or else I'm literally going to lose it. This is from Anonymous and they ask, how do you dump someone in the nicest way possible? (sighs) Man. Man, oh man. Michael is the king of dumping. Well, it's been a long time. I haven't dumped anybody. For... You have a bunch of stories. I will 100% throw myself under the bus and say I probably could have been better in my breakups. Delivery. Delivery, breakups, exits, whatever you want to call them in the past. Well, I was the, first, wait, I was the first girl to dump you, too. Let's not forget about that. Did yes. you do it in a nice way? No, absolutely not. She oh, went no, with some older guys. She left me in the wind. I had to fend for myself in the wild. But the question is, how do you do something nicely? So don't do it that way. And definitely don't do it the way Cucumbers Girl left by just packing up all her shit and bailing off to Sweden and out of nowhere. That was rough. Um, I would say number one advice that I would give is to just have a completely frank and honest conversation. Like just be straight up with somebody. If I could go back in my life and do it over, besides traveling abroad... I would have broken things off and handled breakups better in the past. I'm such a person of integrity now. I think it's important that you're just straight up and honest with something. If I could do it over, I would just be like, hey, you know what, Sally or whoever, it's just not working out for me anymore. I'm not feeling a certain way. Like, this is the reasons why. And, like, I just wanted to be completely honest with you so that we can both, like, move on and not waste any time. Why, when you talk about someone, do you always call them Sally or Johnny? I don't know. Just like generic names. Hmm. Okay. I think if you're going to dump someone, you should exactly what Michael said, give a frank delivery, be honest, get to the point, rip it off like a bandaid. It's like firing someone. You don't want someone that you're going to fire to linger in your office for months and months and months. You just want to pull the bandaid off and fire them if they're not good. And I think the same thing goes about breaking up with someone. If the person's not right for you and you're feeling that thing in your stomach that gives you anxiety at the pit, you know yourself enough to end it. I'm a big fan of let's go. If it's not working for me, move out of the way. Like this isn't going to work because why should I waste anyone else's time? And usually you kind of know it's over. I mean, usually you guys aren't really jiving. It's not working. So I think the best thing to do is just say, you know what? It's over. Like it's obviously over. We're not getting along by done moving on. I mean, is that, I guess that's just, not the Taylor nicest just, way, is he it? He just went through it, and not in the nicest way, but, like, if you could have had your ideal dumping, what would you wish you would have done differently? Well, let me give some quick backstory. So, oh, to my knowledge, everything was going really well. She was going back home for vacation, and then that was it. She was gone. Wait, wait, wait. What about the running shoes? Oh, well, so she, she packed every, I came back and she packed everything the day before she was leaving. And I asked her, are you sure you're coming back because you've packed everything? And I'm talking five pairs of running shoes, those t-shirts that you wear when you're just, you know, sleezing around during the day and, you know, not trying to impress anybody. And she goes, oh yeah, don't worry, I'm coming back. She never came back. So that and, wasn't very frank and to the point. No, it wasn't very frank. But the, the, the part of this was, it was basically to me, it was like I was driving down the road. Everything's laughing. Everything's going well. Ha ha ha. Boom. Sideswiped by a Mack truck. Never saw it coming. Didn't know anything about it prior. 
or I guess maybe a couple days before, but the overall experience of it was very, there was no build up to it. I think it was just out of the blue. It was traumatic. So what do you wish she would have done? Uh, I wish she probably would have, I, I feel like after four years, I think somebody deserves better than to be treated like that. So I, I think you have to look at how long you've been with the person. I, I don't want to say that that dictates what, how much respect they, or how big of a respectful breakup they deserve. But I just think that everybody deserves some form of respect. So always do it in a sense of, uh, th- just remember that the other person has feelings too, because my, another previous girlfriend of mine on my birthday, I caught her at lunch with some other okay, guy. We're going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> so I'm just a, saying, don't a, do that. In a nutshell, honesty, be upfront, make sure you're telling per- the person like exactly how you feel so that you don't get stuck with the running shoe story or left on your birthday lunch or whatever various story you're to about treat to treat others this, the same way you would like to be treated. I know that's lame, but that's true. No, it's true. And even if you, 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 like no matter what the reason is, just say the reason in a nice way. Have compassion, but tell them the reason because she and didn't so, tell you a reason. Oh, you one, know what? Actually, something I just learned is, is you you know more about a person during the breakup than you will ever during the actual relationship because the way that they handle the breakup will speak in volumes to the way that they really are. Well, the good thing that came from you breaking up is you lost, what, 15 pounds and you're starting to get in really good shape. 10% body fat, maybe nine, depending if the machine's broken. Okay. So um, as far as how to dump someone, I would say that you do it in the nicest, most diplomatic way possible. You rip it off like a Band-Aid. And most importantly, if you are the one that's being dumped, again, if someone doesn't want to be with you, let's not waste anyone's time. Let's go our separate ways and let's move on. Don't try to convince someone to be with you. You are all awesome out there. Everyone has something to offer and you will meet someone that is right for you. And if the person doesn't want to be with you, move on to the next. Well uh, said. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah, that was great, actually. Thanks, Taylor. That means a lot coming from such a writer with a novel and a duster. On that note, wanted to tell you guys it's almost summer about the Skinny Confidential Fitness and Diet ebook. If you want to check it out, go to members.theskinnyconfidential.com and use the code him and her at checkout for 20% off to all podcast listeners. You can find my full-blown meal plan, which I literally wrote down everything I ate for two weeks and put it in this plan, and then my fitness guide, super quick workouts. They're 27 minutes with some intervals in there. It's going to kickstart weight loss. There's a community of women as well that are connecting on the platform, and you can kind of exchange tips and tricks. I think you guys will love it. So go to members.theskinnyconfidential.com and use the code him and her for 20% off. And with that, we're going to salvage what we have left of this show. Taylor, again, the cucumber delivered. Jordan, thank you. So thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with Mimi for another show. If you like the show, please submit a review on iTunes. Remember to send in your questions to Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag AskHimAndHer. Send us questions to our snaps, Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic, or email us at podcast at theskinnyconfidential.com. See you guys next week. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to The Skinny Confidential, Him and Her, with Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic. Download new episodes every Tuesday at podcastone.com or subscribe now on the Podcast One app.